0: taste of what's to come the argentinian fans celebrating facing wales in the quarterfinals all roads lead to marseille this weekend welcome to the welsh rugby union podcast from the south of france mm. definitely the place to be last weekend a great game as Wales beat Georgia followed by an amazing atmosphere as Argentina sealed their place to face Wales in the quarters by beating Japan we'll hear from some more of the Wales women as they prepare for WXV in New Zealand but we'll start in Nantes where Wales coach Warren Gatland gave this post-match assessment
1: It was a tough game for us today. I mean, George were a really difficult team to beat and you know, two of the games they were you know, up at half time and they keep hanging in there, they keep fighting. Uh, got a great spirit as a as a group and you know, even though we weren't at our best, I think we got the job done and that's a pleasing thing for us to be able to focus on next week. What was good for us in the first half was our line-out defence. You know, we got up there and stole a few of their line-outs and stuff that uh, probably didn't help them with their momentum in terms of trying to put us under some pressure. I thought their kicking game was good. They were good in the air and, and defended really well.
2: You said you wanted Lewis Rezamet to have more of the ball and obviously that kind of saved Wales in the second half today. And secondly, you know, of all the players you've coached, is he the one you'd want most with a chip and chase 50 yards out?
1: Yeah, I'd like to see him with a little bit more ball in hand and having a having a bit of a crack. But, uh, you know, you see the, the, the pace he's got and he's... Uh, very skillful for, the, for that kick and chase and, and the balls in front of him. And He's still a player with a huge amount of potential in terms of the amount of growth he's got going forward. He's still young, we think he, he can get better and better as a player. The, the pleasing thing from our point is that you know, I do uh, have a bit of a joke with him every day that he's almost six weeks now without missing a training session. He's been training every day. That probably was his downfall in the past That. He'd get a bit of a tight back or a sore hamstring or a sore calf and miss a training session. I don't know whether that was because he wasn't fit enough, but yeah, we just think we get the best out of him by him playing regularly and the fact that he's been training every day. I think we're starting to see the real benefits of that. and you know, Like I said, he's, got a, he's still got a huge amount of um, uplift in where he can go as, a, as an international player, which is really exciting for us.
3: You mentioned before this tournament that you would shock some people. I think getting as many points as you have done so far, you've probably done that to quite a few. You mentioned you don't feel like you've perhaps had the credit you deserve so far in this tournament. So how satisfying is it to be sat here as, as pool winners going into the quarterfinals?
1: Yeah, I mean, we, we won a pool in um, 2019. So to repeat that is there's a lot of credit to the players and the work that they've put in and, and the coaches and the you know all the support staff. When I look back, I think we can be pretty proud as a nation of what we've done. In the last four World Cups, we have won 14 of those 16 games in our pool. The very first one was against South Africa; we lost 16-15, and still dispute whether James Hook's kick went over. And then we've lost to a tight contest against Australia in 2-15, when we probably should have put that game away when they were down to 13 men. So. I think as a group of players and everyone, you know, we're going to be proud of what we've achieved. And a big part of that is that I've continually stressed about when we've been together as a group and we've had the time together, the preparation, we've done the hard work, we've done the conditioning, definitely built a lot of confidence from that as a team. And, you know, that's that's helped us in, in preparation for World Cups and so we knew last week that we were already in the quarterfinals. That, that probably made today a little bit of a challenge because uh, even though we've had good preparation and training, there, there probably wasn't quite the, the edge that we had against, say, Fiji and, and against Australia, but the boys were good enough to get the job done. And that's, that's sometimes when you see real progress in teams. And so we can go away and we can be happy about, and you know, it was a little bit ugly at times and we were under a bit of pressure, but. Um, we were good enough to get the job done and we can start focusing on, on the quarter-final.
0: In very different ways, big games for Will Rowlands and Louis rees summit the former taking over as captain when Dowie Lake went off, the latter scoring his first Wales hat-trick just when it was needed.
2: Oh, you must have uh, quite enjoyed that. Yeah, it was a good win. Happy to score, happy to score hat-trick. But you know, the most important thing is the result and, and we got the five points.
0: World Cup hat trick—that's a pretty special thing. Not many people get it.
2: Yeah, and it's just my first hat trick for Wales as well. So <laughs> great to do it in a in a World Cup. But yeah, absolutely buzzing with the result. Four wins out of four. Builds nice momentum heading into next week. You said you were pretty quick over the
0: summer and you'd have gone well, but uh, that was a pretty good demonstration of it.
2: Yeah, you know, I'm, I'm trying to run as quick as I can, you know, but I'm just trying to help the team in whatever department that is, whether it's scoring, assistant, aerial game, defense. I'm just trying to help the team and, and to get the win today was, was great.
0: Top of the group, you're through to the quarterfinals.
2: Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, so I know, you know, Argentina, they got a good kicking game. They're a threat on the ball as well with Santi at ten. And I know <laughs> I definitely know that <clears throat> tough opponents, but um, we're going to prepare as well as we can, and hopefully we can get the win next week.
0: With Wales, there's
2: a knack about getting the job done, and you seem to have it. Yeah, we're building nice momentum, and we're getting the job done in in all of our games. So, you know, we're all looking forward to the quarterfinals next week. I think, you're
0: only, I think you're second on the list now, behind Pen. But I suppose you're bothered about that, really? As long as if you...
2: No, as long as I'm helping the team, that's all that matters. Obviously, <laughs> it would be nice getting the top try scorer. That is a goal of mine, but. You know, as long as we can we can keep winning these games, that's all that matters. So what i was saying, you might be a bit frustrated last few You haven't had the ball in your hand enough. Yeah, yeah, I haven't had I haven't had much ball in hand. Um, but you know, when I do get it, I need to create something. And thankfully, I got a hat trick today, and and I got an assist, which is great.
0: Well, what was the key to that one?
3: I think kind of probably sticking to our processes, being disciplined, and trying to trying to play in the right areas. I think was on points today. We're probably a little bit lethargic and a couple of percent off that gave him a bit of a sniff but ultimately five points comfortable win um, job done
0: was there any point you were nervous given what happened last year
3: I wouldn't say that I think there was a a point under the post when Georgia scored to come 24-19 kind of aware that if we thought we were going to run away with this that's not happening we're in a test match now so we need to kind of double down what we're doing and just sharpen up a bit and credit to the guys they did that and then uh, quite comfortable in the end you've come back into this after injury but what
0: has been the change from last six nations and here you are 19 points out of 20 in, in the quarterfinals as group
3: winners? I think uh, it's just been a lot of kind of good confidence in the squad and what we want to do clear message from the coaches train that well in the week and then try and deliver that on the weekend and just, just played it to our strengths really and yes it's been kind of results obviously been spot on for us so far performances Mostly there, so just excited now to, to kind of kick on to the real meat of the competition next week. And with Louis and the team, you've
0: got a match winner, whatever I avenue, mean, his pace is unbelievable. It?
3: Yeah, it's, I think give the ball to Zamo and a bit of space and you almost stop running and let him run it in. Yeah, he's, he's electric and great to have on the side.
0: His all-round game today it was really good as well, one in defence as well. And it, not, it wasn't just attack,
3: was it? Yeah, I think I think Zama's probably been a bit frustrated last few weeks with not getting the ball enough. But yeah, he was he was great today and get the ball to him more and hopefully he'll score some more tries for us. When people were saying
0: you know Wales will struggling out of the group, you know Fiji might beat them, Australia might beat them. What, what, what were the team thinking? We just were you sort of quietly confident in your own abilities. Yeah.
3: Yeah. Uh, I think we were confident that play the right game plan kind of get the right players going in the right, in the right direction and, and, yeah, we you know, the, the teams that we can beat and I think we've proved that. You know, that Fiji game was tough. They played really well, put us under a lot of pressure but got the result and then I think we played better and better from there. And to be in a quarterfinals of the Rugby World Cup. How does that feel? Yeah, really, really exciting. Obviously, we want to keep going in the tournament but, um, yeah, to get here, I think for us, it's kind of a bit of a minimum standard to get to that, to that stage and, yeah, really excited for next week. Though. Okay, thanks. Very much.
0: Then there was a chance for a more considered verdict the day after the game from forwards coach Jonathan Humphreys.
4: It just felt a long time between uh, Australia and that game, but yeah, we we, we were pleased. We were, there, there was a period in the second half, but you know Georgia they are a very tough team to, to break down. You know the the D especially in, in phase D is, is excellent. So yeah, we are pleased with the the composure that we showed during that period of time. So and it, it was you know we delighted to get the five points. I'm just wondering, did uh, was the mood tempered
0: a bit last night by the news with Tolupe and potentially with with Gareth Anscombe? It's a good win, but
4: you've lost one or two key players. Yeah, yeah, there was. You know, first thing we are clearly delighted that we we topped our group, but then when you have close members who've been injured and really down about that, it certainly affects the mood. But like I say, it's a tough one with Toby. It's a, it's a big loss. He's you know he's a true world class player. He's great around around the place here, but you know in this tournament these things happen and we've been very lucky in terms of the amount of injuries we've had but it still does not detract from the loss of of him but hopefully Gar Gar won't be too long he's um, felt something before in, in the warm-up and made a decision not to play him so hopefully he won't be too long
0: That period where the Georgian pack did seem to get on top do you
4: worry about that or do you feel positive about the way the, the Welsh pack sort of worked their way back in? Yeah, I think in, when you're playing Georgia, there's going to be periods of time where they had a bit of momentum, but we've developed over this tournament, over these last last three games. So, you know, nothing really changed for us. And, um, and we managed to wrestle back whatever momentum they had and finish really strongly. Run through what it would be like to face Argentina. Yeah, with, with Argentina, they're extremely tough up front. And for us, you know, to play them, we're going to have to be our very, very best up front. They've got a great line out D. Their scrum is strong. I expect them. To be good, that yeah. So for us, nothing, nothing really changes in in how we want to approach the game or how we want to go about our process. But um, we know they will be tough up front. They haven't quite fired in this tournament so far. They haven't hit their best, have they? Yeah, they'd probably be disappointed with the first game. But you know, this tournament is all about building momentum and coming into the quarterfinals and these crunch games at the the last pool games. You know, I expect them to be at their very best.
3: Is Aaron probably the most logical replacement for Talupe, do you think, in your
4: uh, in your area of expertise? Yeah. You know, we've got a couple of scenarios there in terms of, of how we want to rejig that. Dan Lidgett hasn't hasn't played a, a whole lot of rugby, so he's an option. Jack and Tommy in the back row with there's another option. We've got sort of and Chris as well, who we've down as a second row, but he also covers six. So we've got quite a few options there. And um Tane's been a a big player for us off the bench, he's had uh, some big impacts. So we're blessed with the options that we can have, but it still doesn't detract from the fact that uh, Toby's been been a massive player for us. So whoever steps in, I'm, I'm sure is going to step up to the plate there.
3: And can I just ask you about Will Rowlands, how the growth in him as a player, he's probably one of the first names on the team sheet now. Can you just talk a bit about
4: his growth as an international player because he's he's playing some great rugby at the moment? Yeah, he's a he's a massive player for us. It's interesting to see his growth as a leader. He drives a big part of the lineup defense. He was also our secondary caller yesterday, so he's a big influence over this this group. He's a great character, really is. But to see him in terms of the effect he has on the game, in terms of the the contacts, the physicality. So yeah, he's he's a he's a big player for us, and and he's turned into a big leader too. How do you fill the void of? what Toby brings maybe not in terms of selection but in terms of workload is it is it the case that you're looking at sort of several players across that that back five and even the pack to sort of
2: pick up different areas of his game in terms of the slack
4: yeah I I think you know you you can't replace what what Toby gives there's a huge onus on everybody else to bring more Toby in, in terms of his intelligence and what he does and and how he always turns up at the right place, makes the right decision at the right time. There's a huge amount of growth over this tournament in people like Aaron Wainwright. I think Aaron Wainwright's been been exceptional. He knows that there's more in him. And, um, and I'm sure, you know, people like him, people like Tane, Tommy, Jack, Chris, There's loads of people there who can give more and want to give more.
0: Of course, while most rugby attentions focused on France, it won't be long before we'll also be keeping a close eye on New Zealand and the WXV competition for Wales women. One of the stories is the return there for Kate Williams, brought up in New Zealand but proudly Welsh, who's gone from a fringe member of the Wales squad to a full-time professional in just twelve months.
5: I didn't think I would ever. I didn't think it would. This is how it would go this year, or anything like that. But um, it's been amazing to build on. Um, the stuff I did when I first came over with the Celtic Challenge and then in the Six Nations, and then hopefully um, I'll be part of the squad to build on it in WXV. Talk about taking your opportunity. <laughs> yeah, well, when I don't know, I've always, I, I think an opportunity is the best thing ever, and to take it, to not take it would be silly, so it's actually worked out very well.
6: I mean, how are things, you've been living in Wales now since, since the Celtic Challenge, I mean, how, how are things, being here, have things been here? Have you missed home at all?
5: Yeah, I've definitely missed time. I've been very lucky actually with my parents coming over during the Six Nations, um, but it's been nice to reconnect with the rest of my family who I only ever see when they come over and visit New Zealand or when I come back. So um, my uncle, my grandparents, and stuff—it's been real nice. I guess
6: you haven't had to look too far to to look for some new friends over here.
5: No, not really. I've got I've got what thirty one other ones right here every day. You must be the most excited person
6: in the squad, uh, given where WXV is being held in, in Tier 1. I mean, how excited are you personally to be heading back to your second home?
5: Yeah, I'm really, really excited to be heading back to New Zealand, to see my family, see my friends. I'm excited to see, to be able to show the team the other parts of New Zealand in, um, when I join them for the... Rugby World Cup we were just kind of limited to Auckland and Whangarei but um, being able to go down to Wellington and Dunedin I think they'll find real parallels in those places to Wales.
6: I imagine you're going to be elected social secretary what sort of Uh, things are you looking forward to showing
5: them? uh, Definitely some of the beaches we got to do a few up in uh, up in Northland but Wellington has got an awesome like harbour front and all that kind of stuff so I'll be able to find them a few cool activities to do as well. I mean, how excited are you for the future of your
6: Wales career now, given that you you are a professional athlete
5: with them? Yeah, I think it's um, it's been a really cool next step to have, and with coming over at the start of the year, I have I've proven that I've wanted to be committed this to this team, and have been rewarded for my efforts and training and. Um, stuff like that so I'm really excited to see what we can do next.
6: You've got New Zealand in the last game of W H C. Yeah the last game. I'm keen to know who's the family going to be supporting out there and who's the friends going to be supporting, are they going to back Wales or, or is it going to be New
5: Zealand? I think they'll back Wales they will, everyone loves an underdog as well but no I think everyone, I think all my friends are just going to uh, love just seeing some amazing rugby regardless what the score is because we're putting out a really good product, and obviously they're the best in the world at the moment, so I think it'll be a really good match.
6: What would it mean to you to, to face off against that infamous hacker?
5: Uh, it'd be so cool. I remember when we were uh, the girls were playing in the quarterfinal last year and I was on the sideline. I got to be on the sideline with the girls and um, hearing both national anth- anthems, it was really cool. I'll be singing the Welsh one, obviously, um, and I'm really like happy to be doing that as well. It means a lot.
6: But you're living the dream as a professional rugby player
5: right now definitely living the dream living in the moment seeing what will come next
6: and how impressed are you with with all the resources that's been piled into the women's program the coaching and your teammates how impressed as a whole
5: 100 it's been like a complete step up from whatever setup i've been a part of before and i think it is what we're, we're all reaping the benefits from it and it's so cool to be uh, named as a professional but also treated as a professional as well everyone is everyone is also training as well like professionals um, and I think we can only get better.
0: Also recently started as a full-time professional for Wales is wing Caris Williams-Morris.
7: Yeah really excited like I do see myself as someone who's really fortunate that I'm like supported by the RAF and that's kind of another side of my life but to be able to like play and train Uh, with the squad full-time and be fully focused on that like that's really important for me at the moment to be the best that i can be for the team so yeah i'm really excited for the opportunity i've got with the wru now and like pushing forward um to this new competition and then into six nations next year as well do we still
6: have to share you with the raf team now do you still have to go back and play for some of them or are you purely wru now
7: So the fixtures, hopefully, for next year, I don't think clash. So I'll be able to still play the fixtures for the RAF because that's still really important for me. But I think, fortunately, they won't clash with our Six Nations, so I'll be available for all of those fixtures as well. How much
6: have you seen your game come on in in, in those 12 months?
7: Yeah, I think, um, obviously, I'm, like, further on in my career and I've played rugby for a long time um, at an elite level, I guess, but not had the kind of the luxury of being able to spend my time fully committed to rugby and there's a massive difference to that in terms of I think my game understanding kind of the cohesion in the team like you can definitely see the difference there and just the recovery time that we have as well like that's really important and the time that we have together as the team is so much more now that we're professional and I think you can definitely tell like from our on-field performances but also off the field like how well the team gets on with each other, like that's the difference uh, with the professionalism. Yeah, I'm so like proud of how I've come and kind of how hard I've worked to get to where I am now. But Yeah, I'm just really excited for what's come again in the next year or couple of years. Yes. Canada at first uh, in WXV, I'm super
6: excited to see how we can measure your progress against them. Um, we just had jazz in before you. I mean, that's competition on the wing now, isn't it? <laughs>
7: Yeah, definitely. And Jazz is world class. So like having her back in the environment is amazing. And obviously like we're very different players. So, yeah, I just I love working with Jazz and and kind of like the whole back three, I think as a team we're we're really like we support each other really well when we're doing our analysis and stuff on the field as well. So, yes, we're in a good place. How much
6: excitement is there in camp about heading on to this Triple Lifetime again?
7: Yeah, we're really excited and I think you know, it's a different kind of challenge for us. And we're really excited to be able to play like Canada, Australia and New Zealand out there. Obviously, we faced, you know, we've faced them all within the last 12 months or so. So again, to see where we've grown as a team within a year, like that's a really exciting opportunity for us.
6: How do you describe how it feels to be a Wales women player now and a female rugby player in the sort of age that we're in?
7: Uh, I think just immense pride. I kind of I think it's all the hard work has paid off over the years. And I think it's so exciting to see there's been young girls coming into camp now, say from the under 20 setup or or younger girls, and you can see that this is just the future for them. And that's a really exciting time to be a part of it, of the time that it's transitioned. So yeah, just immensely proud.
1: (laughs) Karen, I was thinking the other day about Henry Thomas. Yes. Who got into the Welsh team under the same law that you were able to come in. And I was wondering about his dad who'd seen his son play international rugby for England. And what a moment. What a moment to see your son play for your own country. (laughs) How that had played out in your family.
7: Um, Yeah, obviously, I was born and raised in England and I'd kind of gone through the pathway in England. And my parents had always been very supportive of my rugby career. My family were always very proud of, you know, the level that I was playing at rugby. Um... But, yeah, it was always Wales that was the dream, really. And I kind of had gone through the pathway in England. So, like, when I got to pull on the shirt in Canada, again, like, parents flew out. My brother was there as well. And it was just, yeah, it was like a very emotional time, I guess. And it was just, yeah, I think the fact that they get to see me now play for Wales and my whole family are so supportive, like, like it fills me with
1: pride. It must have been a wonderful you know, a re-enhancement of what they felt when you first played.
7: Yeah, and I think kind of age 20 when I was told, like, I could never play for Wales because I'd played in the England age groups uh, setup. Obviously, like, that was devastating and then went through and got older and still carried on playing rugby and, and kind of trying my hardest play, like, be the best that I could be. So now, like, to play at that Level now with Wales, it kind of, yeah, I just feel like I'm where I belong, I guess, and I'm, yeah, really happy to be here.
1: The interesting point is that you mentioned having played those three teams already in the past year, you'll know what to expect, but I guess they're going to look at you in a different way now as well, aren't they?
7: Yeah, I think our games come on massively within the last 12 months, so you know, hopefully, like I believe that we can put out strong performances and get results against those teams, and I think. You know, we'll, we'll have to see what happens in New Zealand but yeah I think the team as a whole feels confident going into it and yeah I think it will be a really really good competition
0: So that's it from this week's World Rugby Union podcast Much more from Marseille next week as Wales bid to become World Cup semi-finalists for the fourth time Until then, goodbye